Hey everyone, Nick from the Bodybuilding.com podcast here. So over the last few episodes, we've been talking with some people who are either specialists in home workouts or whose styles of training at least lend themselves to training at home with just a few pieces of equipment. Today, we're gonna switch gears and talk to more of a dyed-in-the-wool bodybuilder, someone who maybe you're not used to seeing outside of the gym at all, and that's Chris Gethin. He's the CEO and founder of the supplement company Caged Muscle, as well as the creator of many workouts and programs on bodybuilding.com, including the classic 12-week hardcore daily video plan. He's also been on the podcast a number of times in the past, talking about things like ultramarathons and triathlons, so he's not just a bodybuilder. And you'll see that again once he starts talking about what he's been up to recently. Chris touched on a ton of different topics, and it was great to chat with him, so let's listen in. Caged Muscle founder and CEO Chris Gethin joining us on the treadmill desk here. So, um, you know, we're always happy to have you on, Chris, but you came to mind recently after we had done a couple of podcasts with some some people who have more of a reputation for home training, like Hannah Eden, people like that. And our audio, our audio guy, Danny, said, well, those were cool, but I want to know how a real gym rat is dealing with this. I want to know what Chris Gethin is up to. So tell us, are you are you feeling like a uh, feeling like a caged animal, so to speak, <laughs> on your on your treadmill? Yeah, pardon the pun. Uh, absolutely loving it, to be honest with you. I hate to sound condescending to other people that are dealing with the issues of the COVID nineteen, but I'm absolutely loving the lockdown because I think you get creative, a lot more creative than you usually would, a lot more attuned to your body, that mind muscle connection. Because now you gotta create another stress, and it may not be through resistance. It's through your mind. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's obviously accessories that, you know, I like to use like the BFR brands to create that satellite signaling to create more stress. And uh, do you know what? This has been the tipping point for me to actually go for my kettlebell certification now. So I've got three more kettlebells showing up. No, four more kettlebells showing up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start uh, training towards my uh, Russian Russian kettlebell certification. So wait, which so I've I've done those. Which ones are you, are you doing? The RKC or the yeah. or the strong first? The RKC. Oh, okay, cool. I, I did RKC level one and two, man. I can tell you about the journey. Oh, badass! Awesome. Yeah. Sounds good. It sounds you can't painful. Shut him up about it. He loves it. Um, those those hundreds, know. those hundred snatches. I'm like, yeah. wow, that sounds. The, tough. The, the the snatch test, and for people who have not heard of it before, it's um, with a 24 kilogram or 53 pound kettlebell. You do a hundred snatches, single arm snatches, in five minutes. And um, the first time I did that, uh, I think it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. You know, we're used to things that are that are hard that last a very brief period of time, or that last a really long time. Like you've done ultra marathons and Ironman things like that. But there's a special something that five minute to ten minute period. It's slower and more painful than than we can really wrap our minds around. Like time slows to a crawl. Have you have you experimented with that movement or that protocol yet? I, I've done the I've done the movement, but not the protocol. Like I am a complete basic beginner. But uh-huh. you know, I've had a couple of kettlebells in the garage here for a while, and I'd be swinging them around and maybe doing some lunges with a, a kettlebell overhead just to work with uh, core stability. But it wasn't until I was with Ben Greenfield um, about three four months ago, and we had a few words workouts together and they were just soul destroying a lot of it were like the emoms with Mm -hmm. the kettlebells involved and it was just awesome and i loved it and then i found out that a a mutual friend of ours joe distefano who has the stack stack podcast helped ben get his certification and i know joe so i reached out to joe i was like 
I want to do this too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and he pointed me in the direction of this uh, RKC. So that's cool. what I'm yeah. going to go for. You know, you know who did one recently as well was Nicole Wilkins. We have an article coming mm-hmm. out about that. She did the, she did the strong first one after somebody commented on one of her posts where she was doing a Turkish getup and was like, basically like, nice try, but you honestly don't know what you're doing. And she ended up hooking up with a smart kettlebell trainer who's written an article about it for us and worked for, uh, I don't know, 70, 80% kettlebell work and a little bit of bodybuilding on top of it for six months or something like that. So it's, uh, yeah, there's an appeal to it. And those certifications are fun. Like people think, oh, I only need to get a certification if I'm a personal trainer working down at 24 hour fitness. But there's a certain achievement vibe to this one. Like you're going there to test yourself and to go in a place you haven't gone before. Yeah, for sure. You need something like that, like I do anyway, like a sense of urgency as if you're getting ready for a competition. You know, mm-hmm. even though you're not getting placed first, second, third or whatever, not as if I care anyway, but I want that certification. And, you know, the more, like I always say, knowledge without mileage is bullshit. And the more knowledge that I can have in my armor, then, you know, the more knowledge I'm able to put out there. And I, you know, if you don't go, you'll never know. So it, right. it's intriguing to me. And it's intriguing that uh, I'm going to have to reach out to Nicole about this because when I started doing like the triathlons, she started uh, getting into that. And now she's ahead of me when it comes to the kettlebell. Well, yeah. And I mean, it's it, it's an interesting time in fitness right now because I feel like there are a lot of people who have these unbelievable muscular bases and muscular histories who are branching out and and seeing what all that muscle is actually good for, aside from taking pictures of. This is something, obviously, you know firsthand by doing that Ironman, first of all, and then ultramarathons. Are you continually surprised by how much having a just a, a solid background of muscle training can do for you? Yeah, for sure. Like, I tell everybody, if you want to participate even in endurance or anything, start weight training first. If you want to mm-hmm. negate the possibility of injuries, and you wanna take away the stress from your uh, skeletal system and obviously place it onto your connective tissue instead, which is a much safer route. Start weight training, start bodybuilding, start strength training at the Mm -hmm. very least. Like everybody, doesn't matter if it's your auntie, your mother, your father, your kids, dependent on what sort of age they are, they, everybody should be training, male, female, absolutely everybody. You know, that is the path to longevity externally. You know, you don't want to become frail. You don't want to have that lordotic spine. And uh, weight training is one of those preventative measures. And, you know, one of the signs of early aging is uh, grip strength and like mm-hmm. squat strength. You know, that's why they do suggest elderly should be sitting up and you know, standing up and sitting down 50 times a day and test that grip strength. And you're going to get that from bodybuilding. See, if we, if uh, you're going to get into grip strength and kettlebells, then you're my soulmate at this point. Yeah, because I that's know. The, you're all the about the things. grip strength. It's going to be the Nick and Chris yeah. podcast. <laughs> no, there's, a, there's a podcast I'd listen to right there. Yeah. I mean, still, like, it, sound, it sounds like you're thriving in this, but at the same time, like, seeing your Jeep parked in front of Axiom Fitness and just you being in the gym, I feel like it's a crucial part of the bodybuilding.com story over the last 10 years. It's hard for me to imagine it. And I was wondering what your, what your first reaction was when you realized, though, like, okay, the gym is just simply not going to be an option for a while for me. Did you initially, were, were you excited or were you like, you know what, this is, uh, this is feel like a sense of loss? Weirdly enough, really excited. And all of my friends uh, close to me will tell you the same. Like, I know a lot of them because we'd got on a, a couple of Zooms and they said, oh, my, my training sucks at the moment. I'm like, really? Man, I'm so sore. I've never been so sore. I've gone down into my garage with more intensity and more motivation than I have for a long time. 
because like your, your back is against the wall and now you're really got to see what you're made of. And I love challenges like that. So, uh, you know, instead of saying, so I was doing a lot of EMOMs. So I'd go down there and I'd do like 40 sets on shoulders. And in between that 10 rep or 15 reps that I'm doing, I'm like, okay, now I got to move for the rest of the minute. So I'd be like doing stair climbers, jumping jacks, jumping on the box, boxing, whatever, you know? And then I'd do my next set, then my next set. And I'd wear like a MyZone monitor and I will not leave that garage until I've burnt over a thousand calories. And I absolutely love it. I just love that. I've just found a new form of intensity training from home you know it's the typical don't get controlled by your environment but control your environment and it all comes from here the neck up at the end of the day if you put yourself in that position but i would have a certain routine so i'll still pack my gym bag got my wraps in there my straps having the pre-workout getting down there got the music playing and now i'm not touching my phone you know i'm not being distracted i'm just hitting it and i just love mm. it no i, I, I noticed uh, oh go ahead I was going to say, I love that you bring up that whole distraction because I feel like what's happening right now is people are out of the gyms, they're away from their, their workout buddies, their gym families, you know, their phones. And it's almost like they're, they've been given permission to explore things that they might not have tried otherwise. Yeah. So do you feel like there's something that this quarantine kind of opened your eyes to that you might not have discovered otherwise? Or maybe sure. that you would have never dreamed of doing an axiom with everybody looking at right, you. Right, exactly, <laughs> with people watching you. Yeah, yeah. Usually I'm wearing my weight training boots, but, you know, a lot of the activity I've been doing down, down there, like the box jumps and the flipping a tire in the streets and whatnot, you know, I'm wearing more so my trainers because I'm being a very active during the workouts. You know, I, I hold quite a lot of muscle easily. I, you know, it's hard for me to continue to build at this stage, but I don't lose it uh, quickly. So I, it's fine for me to just do sets of 100 push-ups or whatever. I'm not going to lose that muscle mass, so I don't get worried about it. But going back to your uh, question, Heather, I think this is a perfect time for introspective thoughts. You know, listen to the sound of your own voice for a change as opposed to being distracted. You're on calls or, you know, whatever it may be. You're always rushing to work. Now is the perfect time to take that inward perspective of yourself. You know, meditation is perfect. I had uh, Emily Fletcher on my uh, Instagram last week where we just did meditation because I think it's really good for or it's very important for people to meditate and be mindful and then manifest exactly what they want their day to turn out to be. You know, how are they going to perceive it? What are they going to do with it? You know, are they going to put in quantity or quality? Are they going to watch Netflix or are they going to hit a hard workout? And if they can go outside into the, into the wilderness, are they? You know, and I think it's very important for people to do that at that time because now they're allowed to. Now they have the permission and hopefully some people have the time uh, to do it, you know. So you can take this time and, like you said, you know, binge watch Netflix or do whatever you got to do or you can take this time to you know listen to more podcasts read more books meditate uh, because believe me this isn't going to last for much longer and then you may have regret that you didn't utilize this time as purpose purposeful as you should have sure I'm so sure. glad you bring that up because we were just having that debate the other night that um, you know, my husband's is saying, it feels like the days are going by really fast. And I said, it feels like my work day goes by faster, but I don't have a commute. So now my non-work time seems to have expanded. Yeah. And in a way I'm, I'm now that we're, we're what, six or seven weeks into this, I'm kind of, you know, not really wanting it to end. And do you feel like there's going to be kind of a, a, a moment after, you know, some of the stay at home orders are lifted 
where people are really changing their habits and they're not going to the gym as much? Or do you think that this is going to be kind of a one and done thing and we'll all go right back to normal? It's going to be a bit of both. You know, I think the people that really miss the gym and the people that were thinking about it, and especially the ones that have put on weight during quarantine, they're going to infiltrate the gyms. But I was speaking to the people over at Escape Fitness that are sending my kettlebells that are coming tomorrow. And they said, wow, we've been inundated. Thankfully, they do at-home products as well as commercial products. And uh, they're being inundated with people wanting planning for their houses to facilitate gym mm. equipment. Whether that be in another room, whether that be an extension on the house, whether it be in their garage. So people are definitely planning for that. You know, maybe they're thinking COVID-19 could be a seasonal thing and we get locked down. So they better be prepared. So I think it's going to be a bit of both. Hopefully we will see people more responsible and thoughtful when it comes to their immune system. That's all going to come from, you know, some sort of movement, get rid of the lactic acid, a lot of the toxic buildup into your lymph. And uh, then obviously their immune building from hopefully getting some sunlight, but good food and supplementation. Hmm. So, so now, now I feel like we're talking about normal people though. You're also someone who knows <laughs> everyone, everybody in the industry, basically. You know pro bodybuilders, elite coaches, elite athletes. Um, People kind of for who the gym is, the church, the shrink's office, the whole deal. Yeah. How much of what you just said applies to them? And how, how, how have your conversations with your friends who are people who have just grown up and spent years of their lives in the gym, how, how are they changing in response to this? It's, it's a bit of both because there's quite a lot of pro bodybuilders that I've been speaking to and they're finding a way to work out. They know somebody who's got a personal training studio or a gym and they're opening it up for them or giving them the keys and they're training in it like three o'clock in the morning lights out. Uh, so they're finding a way, but there's other people that are finding it very, very difficult. You know, I was on a podcast with a few of us, Antoine Vanette, Vanette how do you pronounce his name? Vanette, the Vanette. IFBB Pro, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and Kai Green. There was a few of us on there, and like he is craving the gym so bad, and it's affecting him uh, mentally. You know, they asked us, you know, what is the thing that you're missing the most? I'm like, a breakfast burrito from Certified in North Park. I love that place. Uh, and, you know, uh, one of the other guys is like really struggling and it's the leg press that he's craving the most. So some people are finding it hard, but, you know, you think about it, these guys are closer to like 280, 270 pounds. You know, they need that requirement weekly in order for them to maintain and build that size. So it's kind of like a different sport in that aspect. Right, right. Well, no, it's interesting you talk about guys like Kai Green and Antoine and yourself, though, like, Sure, you're gym rats, but they're they're all resourceful guys. They've been in the gym for so long, they've figured out how to do everything with every piece of equipment sometimes. Yeah, like yeah. One, one of my favorite things that I saw in an old um, program that you had on bodybuilding.com was you were doing triceps work on a pull-up pull pull station, an assisted pull-up station, yep. you know, doing shoulders on the leg press. Um, are, are you hearing from people like, hey, you know, I might not have the tools, but I have the imagination to figure it out or is or the opposite? Yeah, it's the opposite. They want the imagination. So it's, you know, down to us to actually create content while the bandwidth is high so people can see, you know, so they can use resources like bodybuilding.com or YouTube and see, okay, 
I didn't think of that before, but because these people are so resourceful in the gym, they're even more resourceful outside of the gym. Now I can follow that. So I've put out a lot of content there with kettlebell thousand calorie burn workouts or banded workouts or, you know, just plyometric workouts. Mm -hmm. So people to have that aha moment go, ah, I can do this from home. I'm going to get rid of that excuse, kick it to the curb and start moving forward. Hmm, yeah. Now, now, okay, obviously the kettlebell has really been something you've come to appreciate through this. Is there any other piece of equipment that could be a workout piece of equipment or a household piece of equipment that you've really come to appreciate? Um, I'd say no, just body weight more than anything. I, I am lucky that I've got a hex bar and I just mm-hmm. absolutely love hex bar. It's like an all over body workout. I can work my back, my traps, uh, my legs, absolutely everything with it. You know, I've hidden a farmer's walks, hidden a deadlift. So I'm doing like bench press with that thing mm-hmm. as well, you know. It's great for bench press, great for oh, shoulder yeah. press. It's totally yeah. underrated as a shoulder press tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. And I would have never have thought about using it as a shoulder press or a bench press unless this happened. You know, so I was actually leaning against my tractor tire doing bench press with it while the tread is digging in my back, leaving marks here. But I'm thinking, no, use that to your advantage. Pain is pleasure. Keep going. And uh, it's been great. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you're, you're, you're on a, a, a treadmill desk right now. Um, it has finding the lower level because like you're, you're, you know, twice a, twice a day cardio guy. Everybody knows that. Like, have you been finding that easy to find as well? Yeah, yeah, very easy. So I still do my cardio twice a day. This I don't count this as cardio, by the way. Mm. Come uh, on, ca- we count. <laughs> <laughs> this is my low-level activity. It only goes two miles an hour, which is perfect because <laughs> I'm terrible at typing anyway. I don't need it to make it any worse. <laughs> so two miles an hour is perfect. I just did a call just before this and did three miles, so I'll probably do another two and a half now. I just think it's really good for insulin sensitivity to participate in some sort of low-level activity. I utilize the time of cardio as kind of my time to kind of get in the zone and go for my run or something a little bit more intense. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it hasn't been difficult at all. Like we have it very easy here in Idaho. You know, it's mm-hmm. sparsely populated and compared to, uh, you know, a lot of other cities. You know, I was speaking to Kai Green and he was calling it the epicenter where, you know, he had to line up for like four hours to go to the supermarket to get one right. piece of produce each and you know the guy's 300 pound it's difficult somebody had actually stolen his food delivery service i think he's sponsored by trifecta or something uh so you know that's what those people have to do it's very difficult so in retrospect we've got it very easy well no i, th- well, I think you're 100 percent right there and it's yeah. um i think that there's 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 every pot and this is completely speculative on my part but like towns like boise were already on people's radar as, gee, I think there might be a better life to be lived there than in LA, in New York. I feel like that could be over the generation to come. Uh, there could be yeah. a, like a, a, a population relocation that happens in response to this and in response to that exact situation of Kai. Like, I yeah. don't want to have to compete for resources anymore. It's not mm-hmm. just happening here. I was speaking to uh, my cousin in the UK and he's looking at a particular property that's really, really nice. I said, God, well, you know what? Are you going to be in a negotiating position? He says, property market's really high now in the country because people are want to get out of the city to move to like Pembrokeshire where he is because, you know, in Wales, very sparsely populated and, you know, preparing for all eventualities like this where we do have it easy. I think people are going to congregate to the country a little bit more. 
Heather, you were going to ask something there. I feel well. I was. I'm glad that he brought up food and nutrition because that was another thing that people were having a lot of issues with. And you mentioned that you don't lose muscle very quickly, but you know, what have you heard as far as people trying to cobble together their normal macros with limited resources? Especially somebody who's 280 pounds. Right. (laughs) Is there some kind of trick or hack that you you know maybe you've heard that you can share with someone who's listening to this across the country in New York or in LA who maybe is struggling still? Yeah. Well, a lot of those people are generally going towards more fats. So more fats as opposed to carbohydrates. uh, So they can retain a lot of uh, the calories that they're taking in, not just to get fat but obviously the carbohydrates can speed up the metabolism if they're not training as much and not gonna utilize as much uh, glycogen. So that's one thing. The other thing that I've noticed in athletes and uh, in particular with limited resources is taking more protein supplements uh, because Mm -hmm. it's gonna be harder to maybe get that fish or that chicken breast or the steak because the oils have been cleared of it. So taking your protein powders or your caseins or your isolates Uh, during particular times is really filling in a lot of those gaps. So those are the hacks. Well, not really a hack, but that is like the direction that people tend to be going in, which makes complete sense, you know? Getting a lot of your essential amino acids in, making sure that you're signaling the muscle protein synthesis throughout the day. Yeah, you had um, you had a couple of uh, videos that really spoke to that directly that we had on our YouTube channel, where um, where one of them was your protein pudding, your nighttime protein pudding, basically a casein protein, yeah, and then a hotter protein during the day that was isolate mixed with rice protein, and I and there were people. I mean, there's always somebody who says, "Hey, cool," but the comments on some of them were like. This is exactly what I was looking for. And these are both these are both classic bodybuilder meals, basically. Yeah. But yeah, there, there are people who are looking exactly for that thing right now. Yeah, and it's funny because we're talking about getting creative in the gym. We've become so much more creative in the kitchen. Like, I'm not a creative genius when it comes to that at all, but thankfully my fiance is. So we've been cooking like protein waffles, these protein like, uh, like muesli cookies. Uh, so mm-hmm. that will be coming out soon, uh, coming your way and uh, just all sorts with protein powders, like, yeah, you know, no-bake bites and things like that. Because you'll generally find, again, as people are consuming Netflix, is that, you know, you're at home, you've got more time to think, you seem to get, uh, not hungry, because you're mistaken that for cravings, but people get cravings. So Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, how can I get my cake and eat it in a way of protein and something nice? So we've become so much more creative in the kitchen because of it. So now you're somebody who's very in touch with your body. Um, as anybody who's watched your your daily video trainers can attest, like you you kind of check in with your body every day. You would weigh yourself regularly throughout these videos. And I was just wondering, like, what do you feel like your body is telling you through this? Is it telling you that it actually likes this? Is your body feeling better or feeling good? Yeah, it likes it because I'm not having to travel all the time. I'm not getting blasted by EMF everywhere I go and x-rays and uh, dealing with food that I'm not familiar with, you know? So I'm making sure that I'm eating locally grown or organic and humane raised and wild caught and grass fed. So in this position, and now I've got the, you know, I'm exposed to all my biohacks that I have at home that I usually have to leave because just before uh, this happened, I was on the road for five weeks nonstop. I think I came back for like two days sporadically 
between all of that. So being in this position now, my body's up really thanking myself, uh, thanking me because I'm actually stuck in one place and I've got all these toys available to me like my sauna, my ice bath, yeah. uh, my infrared lamps and PMF devices and all that jazz. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm loving it. And I think the food is a big part of it. You know, being able to eat what I want when I want. Even though I am fasting a little bit as well, I'm going to do a 24-hour fast next Wednesday and a 48-hour fast next the Wednesday after that. You know, oh, so, okay. so people, not just for health purposes, but disciplinary purposes. Because I think at this moment in time, we really need to practice discipline so much more than ever. Because, you know, we can't rely on motivation. That's going to fail us. But if we can practice that discipline every single day in some way, shape or form, whether that means cold showers, getting up early, ice bath, not hitting the snooze button, doing stuff that we don't want to do. It's raining outside, so let's go for a run. You know, then I think it's going to help us so much more, especially when we get back to some form of normality. Sure. Hmm. Have, uh, have you done a longer fast like that before? I've done a 22. I've never done a 24. So that'll be new to me. I've never obviously done a 48. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, it's just now, a form of discipline. I thought, well, if I put it out there and get my community involved as well, we'll all do it together. I'll start up a little group and we'll help each other through it. Now, my fast isn't like a Dr. Sachin Panda or a Dr. Jason Fung. Mine is a little bit more like a Dr. Volta Longo. It's more of a fasting mimicking diet. So I do allow, because we're bodybuilders at the end of the day, essential amino acids and glutamine. And if people are finding it hard, maybe they can have some bone broth, you know, so we're having some collagen and uh, some some glycine as well. So, uh, you know, I do allow what's called like a a controlled fast. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was going to be my question is what are you going to allow in your fast? Because there's such a spectrum, you know, strict, strict over here is nothing but water or sometimes not even that. And then what you just mentioned. Now, are you finding that people are kind of getting back into some of the supplements that maybe they'd forgotten about or, you know, with everybody being so health conscious, you just mentioned collagen, you mentioned glutamine, you mentioned, you know, all these things that perhaps people have the time to actually work back into their routines. Have yeah. you seen any of that happening? Yeah, for sure. I'm sure that you've seen the crazy sales with bodybuilding.com, everyone taking all the vitamin C and cordial right. silver and elderberry off the shelves. <laughs> and I think for a while there, people thought, okay, well, maybe my pre-workout isn't a necessity but now they're coming to the realization okay this isn't happening for like two weeks it's happening a lot longer i got to continue to work out people are now starting to warm to the idea okay i got to stick to my workout routine at home and the supplements are obviously going to uh, abide by that as well but in the beginning yeah definitely there was an increase in those immune building uh, vitamins and minerals and supplements And hopefully they will be there to stay now because now more than ever, we know we have the statistics. If you are in a compromised health position, then this could turn out to be fatal for you. If you Mm -hmm. protect your health and your immune system, you could be absolutely fine. So please be one of the latter because if you think about it, when we go out into the real world after this, now it's gonna be more dangerous than ever because now we're all interacting. We're not wearing masks. So the people that are vulnerable, the people that are obese, the people that are dealing with heart disease, diabetes, or whatever compromised immune position they're in, they're going to be at very, very high risk now because no longer are they at home. Yeah. And so I take it that your your sauna and your ice baths and your cold showers have been still a, a fairly fundamental part to your approach of not only discipline, but kind of building that resiliency? 
Yeah, for sure. You know, I want to build my immune system stronger than ever. So I am nebulizing like my cordial silver. I'm having my glucathione in that nebulizer as well. Uh, you know, we've got a great place that's very close to us uh, called Restore, where I get my IVs uh, once every two weeks. And obviously collating as much of the heavy metal contaminants and all the, you know, um, uh, viruses that are out here. You know, I want to make sure that I'm in my sauna all the time as well, creating that resilience. Hmm. So, 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 I mean, it, it I, I feel myself, I feel myself wondering about two things with you because you're somebody who I associate, of course, with the gym, but also as somebody who travels a lot. And I'm wondering after we're out, what, the, what the gym is going to mean to you. And then what travel is going to look like to you as well. I don't know how travel is going to change, to be honest with you, because I know, for instance, within this country, if you're to travel right now, you have to be quarantined for a couple of weeks. However, I know a couple of people that are actually traveling to the UK in a couple of weeks time. So I really don't know what that looks like at the moment. But the gym, no, it's not going to be any different to me. I just know that I've got other tools here at home and I'll go back to the gym as I usually do. I'll probably go back to the similar routine as I'm accustomed to. However, this time I'll be spending more time at home because I'll be playing with kettlebells. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Do you have a, do you have a fantasy about your first workout when you're back in the gym? Uh, leg day, leg day more than anything, because yeah, I can hit legs here, but I'm not in hamstring curls. I'm not doing leg extensions. I'm not on a leg press or hack squat and leg day's always been my favorite. So I can't wait to crawl around by my lips again. Yeah. <laughs> there, you know, I've seen, there are actually some really good, um, leg extension and hack squat and leg press substitutes that I've seen online where people, people invent one with a foam roller against the wall and you're going up and down or things like that. And some of them you go, oh my gosh, but there's some fantastic innovation happening out there with minimal items to replicate things like that. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing like the, with the resistance bands, so standing uh, leg extension and standing mm -hmm. hamstring curl and lying hamstring curl. So yeah, there's, it's definitely there, but is it gonna be like the real thing? Well, probably not. You know, mm -hmm. I, li I like to stack those plates up at the end of the day. Sure, yeah, sure. It sounds like you're craving that leg press too. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm visualizing it right now. Hmm. Okay, so so obviously you have a goal of of um, of just crushing your kettlebell certification. Are there any goals that you feel like are other other goals that are looming large in your imagination right now, similar to how you've set your sights on ultra marathons, Ironman in the past? No, I'd say it's more business aspect uh, in anything. You know, I was down at Tri Town the other day. You know, the local triathlete shop, and I saw a couple of people there. And they're like, "Are you getting ready for?" A another Ironman this year. And I'm like, no, I'm gonna put everything on hold at the moment, even though I am still training as if I wanna participate in one, still doing running and cycling, uh, but you know, I'm not swimming at the moment. Uh, but it's, it's more business aspects at the moment because like all my gyms in India, they've been closed down for about nine weeks. And you know, we're, we're still paying the staff like 50% and it's tough, it's, it's hard, mm -hmm. you know? So there's gonna be, a lot that we'll have to work on once this is over with you know we're doing whatever we can to be very creative and help people with like online uh, classes and one-on-one -on -one training and nutritional accountability and all that sort of stuff but there's only so far that can go so uh, we're gonna have to put in a lot of effort uh, once this is done with so you know that's mm -hmm. gonna be one thing and obviously with the supplements you know mm -hmm. we really need a push because every goal that we've worked on now has been short-term short-term goals you know during this time of COVID-19 so with cage muscle we're going to go back to really facilitating those longer-term goals that we had uh, in place initially. 
Hmm. Now, speaking of your kind of business focus, one thing that you, I think you're well known for, I don't know if you think you're as well known for, is you are a voracious reader. You're constantly reading and trying to gain more knowledge. And I think you mentioned that kind of famous tagline of yours is, you know, experience without knowledge is, or mileage not, without knowledge. Not, hey, yeah, I got to get you right here. Knowledge without <laughs> mileage. Right. Knowledge, knowledge without, without mileage, mileage is bullshit. Yeah. So with this um, kind of lockdown, have you been able to read more books? And is there anything that you've discovered that you're like, man, more people need to read this? Are you having more time to read? Are you having less time? What's, what's that look like? Yeah. So I, I just finished reading uh, Ben Greenfield's book. Um, uh, called Boundless. That thing is huge. It's like 600 pages. So I read that. That was really good. That, that is like the biohacker's Bible. Uh, the other one I've uh, read is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Classic. So that's, that's a, good a good one. one. And uh, 177 Mental Toughness Secrets of the Will Class. So that's another one. Uh, Have that- you thought about starting a Chris Gethin book club? Uh, that's a good idea, actually. Somebody came up with that idea just uh, not so long ago. So maybe I'll have to. I'll have to, yeah. I think you should. All right, we'll give it a shot. All right, Chris. Well, th- thank you so much for coming and talking with us. Or not coming anywhere. You just kind of went in the other room, I guess, and talking with us. <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate it. As always, hopefully when... Uh, this is over and done with. I can come in and see you all in person. Absolutely. Yeah, so yes. so you're on Instagram. You're on YouTube. Where where else are you busy these days? Yeah, so yeah, find me on Instagram, Chris Gethin, K-R-I-S, uh, Gethin, G-E-T-H-I-N. And uh, yeah, that's probably the best place you can come find me and hassle me. All right, give him a hassle. He needs it. <laughs> thank you all very right, much, Chris, Thank guys. you so much. Appreciate it. Chris.